0: David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton.
2: It is Monday, January 3rd, 2022, Season 17, Episode number 89. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break Life from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. i got Dave, Amber, and uh, Nick all here with me. Uh, we're going to give you about 45 minutes of the best Cowboys content that you'll find anywhere around We got to talk about that game yesterday. There were so many moments, so many things that uh, we got to talk about, so many opinions that I'm sure we have after watching what we watched yesterday. Cowboys lose 25-22 to the Arizona Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Kyler Murray remains unbeaten at AT AT&T Stadium through high school, college, and the professional ranks. Um, So let's jump right in and let's start first. I'm going to go around the table. I want everybody to tell me. What was your big picture takeaway from that game? Let's start with you, Dave. Well, this one's really easy because all last
3: week, I, I in my mind, I build this as a dress rehearsal for the playoffs. It's, it's exactly what you're expecting to see in a couple weeks. It's, you're going to get a home game against a good team. Um, and to see if you're going to carry any of this progress from the last five weeks over – and at least mainly for me, offensively, they didn't. Um, you knew it wasn't going to look as good as, as what we certainly what we saw against Washington. But even some of these other wins against these overmatched teams, um, like I said, it, 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 it's just a perfect encapsulation. Kyler Murray is a much better quarterback than your Mike Glennon, your Taylor Heineke. It's going to be harder to get him on the ground. It's going to be harder to force him into mistakes. So the defense isn't playing on this God mode level. I did think they played well enough to win this game, weird as that might sound. Um, But just nothing that we've hoped to see from this offense and what we saw last week carried over. It looked like the exact same thing. Um, And I don't blame anybody that's kind of discouraged today because, again, it might not be the Cardinals. It very likely will be. It might not be the Cardinals, but you are going to play a team like that in two weeks probably. They are very likely going to be the four seed, so... You're talking about facing the best wild card possible. And uh, they they got some work to do and not a lot of time to do it. Amber.
4: Yeah, I'm really bummed out. (laughs) I mean, you guys know how much I come on here and complain, especially on Mondays after a loss. And right now, just like Dave said, you saw this game kind of like a playoff game. And it's just like coming to the realization of how little time there's left to get into the playoffs and then... Let's say fast forward two weeks into that game and you got a similar result as last night. It's like, damn, that's it. Like, There's the season. Next thing we know, we're talking about free agency. We're talking about the draft. Waiting a few months to get into training camp and then start all over again. And it's just like... I just, I really don't want it to end that quickly. And although I really believe, I still believe the Cowboys are very much capable to getting a lot further than one playoff game. Uh, they don't have much time left, like Dave said. They, they better figure it out. And it just sucks because, especially after the win against Washington, you thought, okay, this is great, great timing for them. And then you face a team like the Cardinals, and then you play the way that you did and wait so long into the game on the offensive side of the ball to get moving, that's just, it can't happen. And you can't win games like that, especially when the defense is unable to keep up playing at the high level level that they have been playing for you and getting you the ball with turnovers. When that happens, then what, what do you do? That's the time that the offense needs to pick it up for the defense.
5: Nick? Um, they're one-dimensional. They can't run, and their quarterback isn't good enough to be to carry the team by himself. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. He's not – he can't – he didn't come in this league to do that. He wasn't that quarterback. He's had some games where he's developed as a passer, and he certainly has developed as a passer. But this is a one-dimensional team, and they can't figure it out, uh, how to run the ball. And I think that's going to even hurt him in the playoffs. Let's let's dive in a little bit more
2: on that because I think um, really if you look at this team over the last – even, I mean, outside of the Washington game where obviously they had this huge explosion of points – Even against some bad teams, this offense has struggled mightily here. Uh, You go back to the middle of the season on, this has been a struggle seemingly most weeks. And the offense, uh, led by Dak Prescott, just hasn't seemed to find its footing. They can't seem to find a rhythm. Um, Dak yesterday was 24-38, 63% completions, three touchdowns, zero interceptions. Uh, This was the part I actually liked about his game yesterday. He had five carries for 20 yards. And those runs seemed like they were like, he was decisive. He knew when the play and he didn't have anything and he needed to run, and then he tried to get what he could get out of it. I like that part of his game, but he did also have the critical fumble there um, that led to a field goal uh, that may have been the difference. There were lots of moments that you could mean that that you could have thought were a difference. But talk to me about Dak's play specifically. How did Dak play in this game yesterday, Nick?
5: Well, he didn't. You know, twenty yards rushing should not lead the team in rushing. I mean, that's the problem. I mean, he he had to you know, he, that's good for him to, to do that and, of course, not to fumble. But um, I thought he missed a lot of throws early in the game. I mean, he comes back like he normally, you know, does. And his stats look pretty good. But I thought they just left too many things out on the, on the field early in the game. Um, and, and let me say this, too. Like I said, he's not good enough to kind of lead it by himself. Who is? I mean – there's one. Guy. Well, right. So, I had this conversation with somebody yesterday. Right. There's One guy in the NFL like, that can do it by himself. That's like when people used to. One. You know, they they compare Garrett or any coach to Belichick. It's like okay, that one's different. But the I mean, like they, everyone needs a little bit of help, and he's always had that help. And right now, yeah. it's not happening, and it's putting it all on his shoulders. I just want, you're saying Rodgers, right? Okay.
2: Yeah. Well, because you could be, you could mean Mahomes. I'm well, just curious. Well, here's the thing about Mahomes. Like, you could say maybe Mahomes can do it. He hasn't had to. No. He's got the and best tight end in football, one of the best yes. receivers in football. Yes. Yeah, he's got, just making sure. Uh, he's got help. Just making right. sure.
3: Yeah. Uh, no, I, I'm with Nick. I mean, he, he wasn't awful, but he wasn't good enough. And particularly early on in the game, the, the I think the play that's burned into my brain is the third and nine on the missed field goal drive. I mean, he had Amari. That's a throw that he should make more often than not. He had pressure, but so what? You're Dak Prescott. Um, and that just that was a theme for the early part of the game. You could tell. And a, another thing that this reminded me of, and we know this, but we manage to forget it all the time anyway, A lot of really good coaches and players in this league. Like for Arizona to be as shorthanded as they are, Vance Joseph has been a head coach. He's a great defensive coordinator. He's down on the boundary, like just doesn't have his preferred cornerbacks. Not all of them anyway. And it didn't seem to bother him whatsoever. And all I need to know to know that the Cardinals got to Dak is how many times they got their hands on his passes in this game. Like they were in his, they were in his throwing lanes. They were reading his screens. Um, he adjusted to it, but they and and Buda Baker said this after the game. He's like, you can't give him a static look. You got to be changing. You got to be coming at him from different angles, and he struggled to adjust to it early on. And I think that's a big part of the reason what they they didn't score until the final two minutes of the first half. Scored seven points in the first half. I mean. That's
2: that's not good enough when you're talking about the the firepower that this offense has. The interesting part about that is they talked about this last week. They've talked about it other weeks. The Cowboys have that teams have basically figured out that they got to disguise looks and give them different looks uh, and change those looks as they go. They knew this was coming. They still weren't ready for it, and that's the part where and they thought that their up tempo would help with that. Yesterday they they started off in the in the first series trying to do up tempo, but when you're not when you're not able to execute. Then you can't keep going up tempo, and so they were their own enemy. They didn't have an answer for something they knew was coming.
3: I think Nick's right, and I, I'm, 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 a, I'm such a big supporter of Dak, and he has grown as a passer. And in spurts, he can carry this team when you're trying to rally. And in these situations, he played a great fourth quarter, minus the fumble. Played an even better fourth quarter against Vegas, and still wasn't enough. And maybe it's oversimplified, but like without that run game, giving you something that can shake defenses out of these, if you are gonna drop seven or eight and clog and cover, which I mean, I always I always get annoyed when people say like, oh, the blueprint's out, but the Cowboys haven't done a whole lot to shake people out of that idea, and I think a big part of it is that nobody's afraid of their ability to run the ball on them. I think that is. I think I don't think it can be understated.
4: I was gonna mention the coaching. I mean, putting the players aside, um, on the Arizona side of the ball, I I think <laughs> many times that I was watching the game, usually when something uh, when a play goes the opposite way for the Cowboys, I'm like, ah, oh, damn, I'll get upset. And then <laughs> last night I'm like, or yesterday I'm like, okay, all right, that that was pretty well. I'll give it to them. But then they got out coached by Arizona, the Cowboys. I don't think there was other than the play where. Wilson threw the ball. Other than that play, I don't think there was anything else that was like creative enough for me or anything that Kellen Moore did in order to help the offense to get moving. And that's what I'm honestly lacking. That's what I think has been lacking for a few weeks is Kellen Moore and his game. And you talk about them, okay, yes, you can do that at the beginning of the season because you're showing something new, but then teams do figure you out. But at the same time, how come other teams can still do it? I mean, you, you can watch tape from Arizona all season long, and you're not, doing, you're not able to do the same. So how come you're not doing it as well? You know, So I don't think that's really an excuse. You are far past that. You, you can be able to switch around plays and come up with something different to show the, the opposing team, but I don't know what's going on. I'm kind of very disappointed at what Kellen Moore has been doing the past few weeks.
2: Let me ask you this. Do you think that – because I didn't really see a ton of creativity from what the Cardinals did yesterday. I think sometimes we say – if it's not working, you're not being creative enough. If it is working, you must be being creative. When really, I think yesterday, the Cardinals just executed better. Like, they beat the Cowboys. Like, there were plays where the Cowboys just didn't execute well, specifically on defense when you had some of those big plays, 42-yarder, the 43-yarder. Like, they just got beat. I mean, they honestly just got beat. I don't think there was anything really creative about that. And so, you know, I still think you're right that, that ultimately Kellen Moore has to figure out how to get his offense going, but I don't know if it's an issue of creativity or is it an issue of execution. Are they just not executing well, you know? I would argue and I'd have
3: to go back and look, but like if you think about the big chunk plays that the Cardinals hit on offense, like three of them came on the first possession of the game. Like mm-hmm. Greg Dorch has the end around for twenty four right off the bat. Edmonds had another great run, and then they catch Trayvon Diggs on the stutter go. I just list it off like a quarter of their 400 yards on the first drive of the game. I thought, like I said, I thought all things considered, the defense played a pretty good game. Like I wasn't wowed by anything the Cardinals did on offense. Maybe, maybe I, maybe that's not fair. I don't know. Maybe I'm too close to it. But most of what they did on offense after that first drive to me felt like Kyler being Kyler. Like mm-hmm. he's he's going to get away from he's you, a hard dude. He's to, going to yeah. extend plays. Um, but I mean, I'll I'll take 25 points from that offense. At home and think like, well, yeah, like
5: if, if that's all they did, then you sh- should win that game. The offense should be better than that. Yeah, this is really no different than what we've seen. It's just that they didn't get any turnovers, uh, at least not ones well, that were called. I mean, we'll yeah, get to yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. But, but you know, I mean, like that's their offense hasn't been yeah. great against New Orleans and Washington both times. You know, the second Washington game that the offense was rolling, but the Giants game, but they, they offset that with turnovers, short fields, and they didn't really give, give them that. So, I think that was kind of the difference. And I, I think it's safe to say that, I mean, you have to – the good quarterbacks, there's enough sample size now. They have not played as well against the good quarterbacks, and those are the ones that are going to be in the playoffs. Yeah. Let me ask how many you guys – Go ahead. Uh,
4: I was going to say, how many would you list of, like – Good quarterbacks that they've.
5: Well, I mean, this year, year. they faced four Pro Bowlers. I mean, that's yeah. four out of six. I mean, they haven't faced Rodgers, and they haven't faced uh, maybe it was Lamar Jackson, I think, but they faced Herbert, Mahomes, um, and who am I Brady, Brady and, Brady, and 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 then and Kyler. Kyler, yeah, you know. And I just think that's a difference than Glennon and Heineke and Taysom Hill and all that. I mean, they beat uh, you know the Chargers, but it was it took a walk off, you know, yeah. so. I, I don't know. I mean, but but those guys aren't running. I mean, I, I but said But Tyler no. presents much
2: different types of problems yeah. than any of those other quarterbacks you just mentioned. Uh,
5: I it's will just say,
3: a different type of defense. Brady, I mean, Brady played outstanding against them. I mean, they got, what, three three picks off of him, but even still. But, like, again— This performance, I think, is good enough to win. Like, what are the odds that you're just going to flummox Kyler Murray into this terrible game? It can happen, but he's a really good player. 19 points from Pat Mahomes. You take that every time, right? I I think so. Yeah, I agree.
2: Especially at their place,
3: right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So, yes, I mean, the the defense dropped off from what we've seen. But, of course, it was going to. They were playing garbage teams. Mike Glennon, Taylor uh, Heineke, Taysom Hill. Come on. But, but you know, no, it, it wasn't as pretty as it has been. But, like, these are—that's a winning
2: performance, in my opinion, from this defense. Here's the issue for the Cowboys right now, in my opinion, to that point, is I think they have a really good defense. If you have an offense that's performing like this offense right now, you need a great defense to be successful yes. in the playoffs. They don't have a great defense. They got a pretty good defense. They got a really good defense. It's not great. Like, you got to have an all-world kind of defense if your offense is this— If they sputter as much as this, if they're playing while they're playing good teams. And I think that's going to be their problem as a team. I don't think it's a fault of the defense. I just think that the offense isn't good enough to pull its weight right now.
3: Yeah, I agree. I mean, which. The narrative coming the narrative over the last month is that they were the best defense in the league. So that's an awfully quick about face to go from like, well, they're not great. Well, by, by, they're the way, pretty good. by the way,
2: they can be the best defense in the league. I don't know that there's any defense this year that you look at across the league and you're like, they're a shutdown defense. There is no shutdown defense in the league this year. There have been some in the, in historically with, in, in the NFL. They just don't have any in the NFL I right now. Going back to they're much better than we
3: thought they would be, but to unlock their terrifying potential they need their offense to be doing more to dictate the game. And that's one of my biggest impressions from this, particularly in the first half. I felt like we didn't even see the offense. I know that's not true, but it just uh the Cardinals were just on the field consistently just dictating this game. And I'm sure that was part of their game plan is like shrink the game, don't give Dak and them a chance to go an off. An
2: 8-minute drive at one point mm. and end up with a touchdown on that drive. And
3: if if the Cowboys offense isn't doing more to dictate the game, then I think it, it's going to hamstring the defense, which all again, right. oh, sorry, but Go. <laughs> they're they're probably going to see these guys again. Or if they don't, it will be a team of similar caliber. So, like I said, I don't blame
2: you if you're a little bit deflated today. All right. We're going to take our first break. When we come back, we're going to talk more about this running game. Cowboys had all their pieces yesterday on the offensive line. So that was not an excuse that they didn't have the right guys. Question is, are those guys enough? We'll talk about that when we come right back. This is Dallas radio
1: at at
6: The official tractor provider of the Dallas Cowboys. So, if you need a tractor to bale some hay, a mower to cut some grass, or a gator to get some chores done. Get a John Deere at United Ag and Turf. And then, let's get to work. Hey Jay, that's my line. <laughs> well, not today. Get to work with a John Deere tractor package that's just right for you and your budget. Visit UnitedAgandTurf.com.
0: Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his un. Attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him; it projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride, right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys, and Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com/cowboys. The new Dr Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that
5: WrestleMania is coming to AT&T Stadium in April, April 2nd, April 3rd, It's a two-day event. Get your tickets to the WrestleMania, what do we got 39 doesn't say here. I think it's about WrestleMania 39. Visit seatgeek.com, the official ticketing provider of AT&T Stadium.
2: Welcome back. It is the second segment of the break live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the start, We're talking about the Cowboys' loss to the Arizona Cardinals, 25-22. Cowboys now sit in the 4th seed uh, in the playoffs at this point probably pretty likely that's where they're going to be heading into the playoffs. There are some scenarios that they could possibly move back up, but we'll see how that all plays out. Let's dive into this game, though, a little bit more. Let's talk about the running game. We've already mentioned how bad it was. Yesterday, Zeke was nine carries for 16 yards. Uh, Tony Pollard, three carries for nine yards. Dak actually led the team four carry, I mean five carries for 20 yards. Uh, now, they did have their entire offensive line back. Tyron Smith played yesterday. Um, at one point, every player on the offensive line, is def- except for Zach Martin, had a penalty. Um, and overall, obviously, the running game was not working. What was the problem, and w- was the problem centered around the offensive line? I think that's that's the disheartening thing is, I mean,
3: what is the answer there? Uh, Zeke is probably not going to be 100% the rest of this season, but he's been trending in the right direction. We've seen that. This is a good... Arizona defense but not like the most dominant unit in the league and the offensive line was all back so and and we also know you can tell by the looks like I mean Arizona is not just like clogging the box and just making life miserable on the running game
2: Mm
3: -mm. Um, they kept two safeties high quite a bit yesterday as has everybody else that's played the Cowboys since the bye week Um, I don't have a good answer for it and again it it's part of what gives you this disconcerting feeling of like, man, if you can't get this thing going now, are you going to be able to get it going against anybody when it matters? Um, I, I, to be blunt, I don't have a great
2: answer.
4: I don't either. <laughs> I'm sorry. And I honestly,
2: when I asked this question, that's that's one of the problems here. I asked this question knowing that none of us obviously know the answer to this because if anybody knew the answer to, it, they'd fix it. But there, and by the way, they may know that there's an answer. They just may not be able to give that answer, right? They may look at it and say, "Yeah, we're not getting the production we need from our offensive line, but we ain't. We can't change out this offensive line, so we are. We are where we are, right? We can can you? I mean, you? Can I mean? I don't, what can you do right? Can is there anything you can do right now that could change this? If the offensive line is the problem with the
5: running game, I mean, if if they if they are you know viewing that Terrence Steele is better than one of the other two tackles, then I mean that's one thing. I, I don't know that. I, I he's been good, and the other guys have been okay, but I think a lot of that's going off of the expectations mm-hmm. that we're in. I mean, I, I'm looking at some of these penalties. And, and it felt like there was a, a lot of penalties that wiped out some good runs. Third downs, they yeah. been getting
2: penalized quite a bit.
5: But I can't I, find a whole lot of them. I I mean, there they
2: were, had seven penalties on third down yesterday yeah. between the offense and the defense. And Those are killing well, And there were,
3: there were three at least on the offense, and one of them wiped out a 15-yard run. Mm-hmm. And that's – I figured we would get into that at some point. I mean, to a man – I, I I assume some envelopes are headed their way to the star this week, just based. I mean, to a man, that's as unshy as I've ever seen a team about being unhappy with the officiating. Explain did what I that means. Go well, go ahead. Good. Ahead. Uh, uh, envelopes mean fines. Uh, I would. You yeah. you get fined for criticizing the officiating publicly. Typically in this league, and maybe maybe I
4: had no idea about that. You didn't know. Yeah. That? Oh yeah. No, oh, yeah. I did oh, not. Oh yeah.
2: I, yes. What?
3: That
4: and is, by the way, it goes all the way up ridiculous.
2: to ownership. It goes all the way up to ownership. If Jerry were to get on the radio and criticize officials, the commissioner could find Jerry oh. for for that. He said ticky tack. Well, he, I know, but I'm out. saying he walked it back did quickly. Walk, and you notice he walked it back quickly. Like that is something that's been around for a while, where the commissioner can levy fines against anybody. Who is on the football side of the building that has something to say publicly about officiating? Maybe so you
4: literally no. can't do anything about it. So you just have to suck it up, play it, hope it goes your way eventually. Not to
3: be not to be like rude, but why do you think these guys are always so pissed off about it? Is like. It sucks all the time, and they can't
2: say anything about it or they get hit. Let's make one correction. There is something that can be done about it. It can't be done over there. That's what I'm saying. It has to be done upstairs. That means when Steven Jones is talking in, in owners' meetings in the competition committee and when Jerry Jones is talking at league meetings, like they have to be the ones to say to the league, Hey, we need to find a better solution. Which I think the solution is right there for you. College football already does it and does it quite which, well. Which
3: okay, let's let's separate these two things. We can talk about the fumble, and that is that's an injustice. That's yes. that sucks.
2: That's the only one I care about, to be honest. Well, with.
3: well and, but I mean, but again, the a lot of these guys were whining about the flags, basically, and and I yeah, the refs sucked, and they took some of the fun out of the game. But it was happening on both sides. I mean, right. it was it was like a fourteen to ten split or something like that in terms of flags. The Cowboys had a touchdown drive that was very much helped by the officials throwing flags. It was it was ten to seven. It was a ten to seven split. Um, they did also know this though. Going no, and the that, game, no, that's,
2: they knew this. That
3: that aggravated me in the post game is like Mike McCarthy was probably the most diplomatic person of all, saying like we knew this was a flag happy crew. Yeah. We knew we needed to work our way around it, and they weren't able to do it. Right. And so. Yeah, I mean, it was frustrating how many big plays got called back by flags, but adjust to the situation that you know you're going to well, be in, and it just doesn't do seem like they did that? it.
4: That's very hard to adjust, though. I don't think, think so. so. I don't think so.
2: I think it's one of those things. If, By the way, if Mike McCarthy, if he was telling us the truth yesterday when he said, we knew this coming in, mm-hmm. we practiced with that in mind then you should know going into the game, I have to be really, really smart technically on how I do things. If I'm blocking, I know I cannot let my hands get outside because the moment I let my hands get outside, that ref's going to throw a flag for holding. Like I know I have to be more technically sound in that kind of game. So, yes, I think there are things you can do when you know you're facing as they were it yesterday, you're facing that second team, the officials, who are going to be throwing all these flags. There are things you can do to minimize that. Now, you can't take it all away, but you can minimize that if you're a little smarter and, and more technically sound.
3: I'm going to give them the benefit. I know, like, you're – you, and that's – it's almost <laughs> – I mean, they make a lot of money. But, like, it's almost unfair that we put all these microphones in their faces within 15 minutes of these – While they're still mad. Yeah, no. I think And I think that they were just venting frustrations. But I was just like – Come on, guys. This the, the the flags are not why you lost the fumble. Yeah. I get it. Yes. I very much get the fumble. The flags, especially, and I think a couple guys were like, "We've been dealing with this all year," and I'm like, "I am. I am a stubborn person. I, it is a character flaw of mine. Like I would rather go down with the ship." doing it my way than adjust and I know that that's not the way to be and so for them to be like this has been happening all year it's like well it's week 17 maybe you should adjust to that by now It's just, it's kind of frustrating. Since
4: we're on topic real quick, um, I do have this question. I know that a lot of people tend to say, oh, well, it's because it's the Cowboys and stuff. And even Dak Prescott, he mentioned, okay, I know what it means wearing the the star. So, and I don't watch enough of other teams' games to get a full grasp of the 32 teams, you know, of how it happens in games. But, I mean, is this really, like, it really there's a higher percentage against the Cowboys when it comes to that? Or are there other teams that it's just kind of, you know, depending on the officiating, that's just kind of how they officiate in general?
2: I don't know the percentage. I'm going to guess the Saints have something to say about that because for, what was it, two or three years in a row, they got booted out of the playoffs because of just horrible calls or, or missed calls. So, I I think a lot of teams and a lot of fan bases are like, man, we got screwed by the refs. I get it, and by the way, a lot of times they're probably accurate, but that's the nature of the sport. Like, that's a part of the sport. As much as we all hate it, until they get to a point where they just say, we're going to let you know, we're going to let it all be officiated upstairs, and the person that's going to be officiating is seeing the exact same thing that we're all seeing on camera then we're going to have this because those are flawed humans who are making those calls. But I don't think it's any, any more for Cowboys than anybody else. You guys see any difference there? No. I, I mean, I just think the NFL's
3: officials are below par and especially have been this year. I mean, and I think you look anywhere in the league landscape, it's been a talking point all year. They're just – they're not good. And But, and no, I, I think if you broke it down – it would average out. I mean, the Cowboys do bring a level of scrutiny that a lot of other teams don't have to deal with, but I don't think you would see it bear out in the terms of, like, the way games are officiated.
5: And they, have, they lead the league in interceptions, right? And, and they're up there in sacks. They're an aggressive defense, and they're going to get penalties. I mean, yeah. that's going to happen. Um, the, the issues that I have is that I, I don't – I don't think McCarthy should be telling them about the officials before the game. I, I I think that's the problem right there. I mean, you're saying, hey, this crew does this, and they, they do that. He did that for the Raiders, and it was even worse. I mean, like, I don't understand. What, what are you doing? Use your technique anyways. Use your technique right. I mean, that should be every crew, uh, every game. And I think you're putting it, you're planting the seed already. Um, I don't know what was said. I just feel like. I've, I've heard coaches say, I don't coach penalties. Sounds like the, the McCarthy's trying to coach penalties, and it doesn't seem to work. That's an interesting thought. I
3: mean, I, 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 like the, I like your thought process, but I also – that kind of goes back to the old, like, Jason Garrett, we do what we do. Like, I kind of like the idea of preparing your team for the situation that you're going to be in. Like, hey, these guys call this a lot. Maybe keep an eye out for that. But you're not wrong that if you put that
2: in a guy's head, maybe that's like <laughs> well, a self-fulfilling prophecy. I don't know the answer. Or maybe the thing is, it's about how you do it, right? It, it's almost if you if you pound into your team's head, this referee crew likes to throw a lot of flags. I think you also have to pound into their heads. That's not an excuse, Yeah. right? Because I felt like, and, and this kind of bugged me about after the game, all the guys talking about the refs, it to me rang of, we're fine. The refs are the problem. Yeah, right. And quite yeah. frankly, they're not fine. Like, yeah, they that's... are not fine. There was a lot that they could have done yesterday. It was ironic to me. The youngest player on this defense, I think he's the youngest, Michael Parsons, had the best answer when it came to refs yesterday. What he said was, Yeah, we should have never left it in their hands. Yeah. That's your answer. Like, it Which... doesn't matter. If you know the refs are, are going to throw the flags a lot, right? If you know that going in the game, and then they do exactly what you expected them to do, It ain't an excuse.
3: You should have known that, right? Dak said something similar, but only after he kind of said some vaguely implied. He he pulled a Nick Eatman. He kind of implied (laughs) some things. And then he pulled it back and was like, but we can't put it in their control. Um, But, again, I'm going to give them some benefit of the doubt and say when you're pissed off in the moment, you're, I mean that's that's human nature, but
5: I get it. I don't I don't want to hear that as a valid excuse for why well, they lost this game. Two things that, that I did have a problem with. It wasn't just the penalties, but I mean they're taught, especially late in the game. You know, call it as a fumble. You don't have to emphatically mm-hmm. say he was down, 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 down because that's the call on the field. And if you're wrong, it doesn't get challenged. It'll get reviewed. Yeah. But the thing that that's really bothering me, and I know it bothers you too, is just that. They've made these rules on the fly. They've changed this in the middle of the season where New York is now a big part of things. And and all of a sudden, it's like, after further discussion, it was ruled as this. It's like, discussion with who? Somebody got in your ear from New York. Cool. If we're playing that game, that's better for everyone. But do it consistently. Right. Right. Where was the guy in New York saying, hey, you know what, it was a fumble? Yeah, somebody somebody should have been having that conversation right. saying, hey, guys, I think we need to look at this.
2: This looks like a fumble. Yeah. And if you're going to do it in some, and by the way, I've seen it in other games, not just the Cowboys games. I've seen it in other games this year where they have made a call on the field and then they reversed it themselves. They just There was no challenge or anything. They just said, hey, after further discussion, we decided they that did this it. is the right answer.
3: They did it to J. Ron and Keanu yeah. Neal, and New Orleans.
2: Yeah. Oh. One of the
3: like coolest plays of the season. Curse. uh, Curse punches it out. Yep. Neil, you know the acrobatic dives to the sideline, throws it back in, and the Cowboys get it. And some somehow the refs were like, "Oh, we've we've talked about it, and that's not right." And everybody was like, "Okay, cool. I guess yeah. I guess the league can just buzz
5: in in certain yep. circumstances the, when they want to." Or we Kansas City, where they called a face mask, and the guy basically was he the for the chiefs was just spraying the whole bench there with with, with a gun remember <laughs> yeah, that
2: yeah he pulled out the they they actually yeah. don't but yeah. you don't know, remember they were they were they were almost getting into a fight yeah. and then he was like because it was you know, a face mask on, and like a gun gun sign like pointing sideline, like Goodwin. I'm shooting you all. And so yeah, it was, for some it was reason that
3: doesn't ring a bell with me. I'm sorry, but I Nick know. was
2: losing his mind. Like, why is he getting to shoot everybody? That, like, like, what are is, we doing? Is that okay? Like, we <laughs> why just does he to... get to shoot everybody? It has that has happened. I mean, <laughs> happened.
3: <laughs> it, it, I mean
2: <laughs> the last Boy Scout, remember? that?
5: Yeah, it This happened is... last
2: week with Zeke. Remember, the one yard he got he got spotted on the one yard line for his touchdown run. Oh yeah, and and they said one yard line. Next thing you know, it's like. And McCarthy ran down there with a the challenge flag before he threw it. The guy's like, oh, yeah. no, we, you know, yeah, we call it someone, uh, we, we, yeah, it's a touchdown. Yeah. And that's the Dude, thing. I'm like, if you can it. do it, and I actually prefer that, but you can't just pick and choose when you're going to do it. You got to do it all the time. And if they're going to tell me, and maybe they will, maybe they'll say, yeah, we had a guy upstairs. He looked at that. He didn't think it was a fumble. Okay. Then you can't say anything at that point. Then it's a situation where, well, maybe if you had another timeout, you could challenge it. But. But I just, it feels to me like this is pick and choose. This is not a consistent way of officiating games. It's, if you know me at all, it's probably my biggest gripe with the NFL is
3: that, like, these game swinging moments are left up to, like, coaching strategy. So Mike McCarthy's Mm -hmm. not prepared for the extra point. That's bad on him. But so it's his fault that they got this wrong, and he loses the game because of it because he had a mental a brain fart like two hours ago. Yeah, that's absolutely absurd. Let's talk getting about. it right is never getting it right should never be a matter of strategy. How does college football have this so right? Like they just have two guys that sit up there and watch everything that's remotely close. And if you ever watch a college football game, anytime there's a remotely controversial play, you hear the announcers like, "I don't know, we'll probably get a look at this." And sure enough, ninety percent of the time before the team can get the next snap off. The refs wave it off, and they're like, we got our people looking at this. We want to make sure we get it right. And my hottest take of all is that the NFL doesn't care because they don't want that
2: because they want these
3: games ending in their
2: appointed time slots. And you want to know the funny thing about that? I don't think a single fan would be mad if you add 15 oh. minutes to a game – but their team felt like they didn't get screwed. Yeah. Unless, A ton of them are going to be upset if they if their team got unless
5: screwed. Unless they dvr it for three hours and don't do the well. You need, you need yeah. to set the extra. If you be don't, if time, you don't set minutes. an extra
1: hour, that's on you. That's, <laughs> on you. <laughs> that's on you. All right. That's on you.
5: Do you remember the, the, the times when the Cowboys blocked the uh, field goal? Um, they blocked, the, like the field, especially these short field goals. Do you remember that? No. Yeah, no. Me either. So here's the problem that I have. And it was a field goal. It wasn't an extra point. Sorry. I so thought it came after the touchdown. It, it, it was curse dropped the ball in the end zone. That's right. So it, it's 19-7. Uh, it's to nineteen to seven, yeah. And it's fourth and, and five. So they just decide to keep the offense out. Well, the Cowboys just shift and move back. And then, oh, crap. And they come back, and then they call a timeout. My, my thought is, why don't you just play defense stay? You're not going to block the field goal, anyways. Most of the guys are probably out there, anyways. You just say I'm going to play defense, and then when Murray leaves and the Prater comes on, they allow you the time to to switch that. But I, when force comes to worst, just put the defense out there. You're not blocking it. You're not going to rush. Yeah. Just just play defense, and if they want to kick it, they kick it. Yeah, it,
3: I that's mean, fine. Which got, I mean, yeah, that was that was a dumb sequence. It was it was poor coaching. But again. The fact, Like, it's like, oh, you screwed that up an hour and a half ago, and you're out of timeouts because of it, and now you don't get to challenge it? Like, I hate that. I've always hated
2: that. Yeah. I would hate it if it benefited the Cowboys. Yeah. It's not fair. And the crazy part about it is this is where the rules are are just really stupid. If that play would happen 10 seconds later, they would have reviewed it upstairs because yeah. you're within two minutes. Like, it's just – it's so arbitrary. Everything mm-hmm. is so arbitrary rather than just doing the Let's, right thing. To go back to my – sorry, Nick, but –
3: they have all these rules that keep the clock running in pro football. And that is the primary. Di- like, people people who aren't in my. Like, if you're a real college football fan, I've never heard a diehard college football fan whine about the length of these games. <laughs> you know, like, it's always just it the It can people. never be too short. I mean, it's too long. A, yeah. But anyway, it's the stop. It's the clock always stopping in college that extends these games into yeah. five hours. It's not the review. They do that stuff pretty quick. So you can't tell me that's why. Yeah. I just. It drives me bonkers.
2: It's just it's in today's world where everybody's watching these games on television. And by the way, you got 20 cameras at every game or more, and you literally get to see everything in slow motion. Why don't you give your officiating crews the same benefit to be able to see what everybody else is seeing, to be able to reverse a call based on that? That's my problem with the whole thing. It's like nobody has taken a step back and said – Let's really think about officiating from a big picture scale. How do we do this the most efficient way? There's a way to do it. It's very easy to do, and for whatever reason, the NFL is just not willing to do it. We always say, like every
3: week, we talk about how we're we are at a disadvantage from the viewers at home in terms of what yep. we can see because we're looking up at the monitors and the press Glory box. Corey will only show us so much, right? <laughs> and so if you're at that's home, our guy that does the big screen at the stadium, who does a wonderful yeah, job, does job. Love you, Corey. Yeah. But we're at a disadvantage from you at home, who's got all of these angles coming and it's the same thing for the refs and the league just doesn't care.
2: Yep. Alright, we're going to take our final break. When we come back, let's talk about this defense. We've spent enough time on offense and penalties. Let's get to the defense. What's, what's going on with them? How did they play yesterday? We'll talk about that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com yep, Radio. Mm-hmm.
6: The official tractor provider of the Dallas Cowboys. So, if you need a tractor to bale some hay, a mower to cut some grass, or a gator to get some chores done, get a John Deere at United Ag and Turf, and then let's get to work. Hey Jay, that's my line. <laughs> well, not today. Get to work with a John Deere tractor package that's just right for you and your budget. Visit UnitedAgAndTurf.com.
0: Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors: the crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his un bending attitude a man stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him it projected a rugged unstoppable spirit stetson hats are still american made with pride right here in texas they're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys and stetson is proud to be on the field with america's team find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com cowboys back to the break
5: Get the ultimate fan experience. For the ultimate Cowboys fan, join Dallas Cowboys United. Presented by Globe. Life starts at just $20. Join now. Get your fan pack, exclusive benefits, and more. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash united for details. Welcome back. It is the final segment of The Break Life in SWBC
2: Mortgage Studios at the Star. Let's talk defense, and then let's get a little special teams talk in here. Uh, The defense yesterday, they gave up a few big plays. Um, They didn't get turnovers. Uh, The turnovers probably is the part that's most uncharacteristic for them, at least recently.
5: Um, that being said, how did you overall assess their play, Nick? I think you know what we said earlier. They they have been thriving off turnovers and, and sacks, and you know Murray was just a step ahead. Um, I thought he did a nice job getting the ball to his running backs, and just you know he he's. He's just a problem for them, you know. He's more of a problem for them than than other teams, I think. I mean, he's had a Pro Bowl year, but he seems like he's more of a problem for the Cowboys. I don't buy the whole AT&T Stadium thing. I think that's crap, but I think he's just really good at at, at you know, especially with an aggressive defense like the Cowboys play. The disconcerting thing for me
3: was probably he had a few plays where he got away with his speed and you know, he he won the game cuz he got away from Randy Gregory, but he had a clean pocket a lot of the time. Rodney Hudson's a really good player uh, at center for Arizona. And, I, you know, the, the A-gap blitzes and stunts that Mike has been so successful at, they weren't there as effectively as they were yesterday. I think he was probably a big part of it when I watched the game back. Um, the pressure just wasn't as intense as I thought it would be. Um, and that's probably why this was probably as rough of a game as the cornerbacks have played, period. Trayvon the stutter go yeah we've defended him all year anthony brown got hit a couple times in this game that is fair for his detractors to point out jordan lewis as well uh, i think he had more time to throw than than
2: they could afford basically and that's when they gave up those those plays do you think part of the reason why maybe there wasn't as much pressure is because the cowboys defense was trying to be very disciplined in their rush to not allow? lot because in the first half Kyler didn't really kill him on the ground. He wasn't really running a lot. Right. And it, and I, I think part of that was, if you noticed, they had Micah at linebacker, and he was basically lining up right across from Murray a lot of the time. And that told me he was spying. He was making sure that he wasn't taking off. And if he was, he was going. And some of the runs he had in the second half, they actually had Micah on the line rushing. And there goes Kyler running right out of the yeah. pocket. So, do you think that was at least part of the reason why maybe there was a less of a pass rush yesterday? Totally plausible. I'd, I'd have. To, I mean, I, I would like to watch it again, but
3: he just he had a he had a clean pocket pretty frequently. It felt like, and may, maybe that's by design again. Because if you rush and don't get there, then we talked about that last week. Yeah. you don't. Yeah. The last
5: thing you want to do is open up a half of the field because you were too aggressive. So, the, um, the deep ball to Diggs. You know that that was. I remember. They blitzed about, the, oh, I don't know, I want to say like seven guys. None of them broke through. Mm-hmm. And that's when you're like, oh, crap. That's a problem. Like, oh, uh-oh. And it doesn't matter who the corner is. You know? <laughs> right. So as soon as you see that, What's then it? you're like, this, Some, this is not good Somebody go. on Twitter was like, why did Dave say that A.J. Green wasn't worth crap anymore? And I was like, I don't think Dave said that. I think it was Bucky that yeah, actually, said that. Actually, Bucky was the one that says he's not he's I, not said, I said. said I did not think – Bucky did say that. I
3: did say I didn't think they had a guy on the outside that could consistently beat them. They got him on the stutter go. Like, they watched the tape. Good for them. It's It was such ironic timing because the dialogue on Twitter last week was ferocious about whether or not Diggs is too aggressive and whether or not he gives up all these yards and whatnot. They caught him. Um, again, I'll, I'll say it one more time. I'll take that performance every time. I mean, it would be nice to get the takeaway, whatever. But And again, we've seen this all year. Like, I They improved as the game went on. Like 78-yard field goal drive, 91-yard touchdown drive, 40-yard field goal drive. That's all in the first half. They go touchdown at the start of that game. And then for the rest of the second half, they bottled him up. Maybe Arizona's playing more conservative with a lead, but the defense was fantastic at getting the ball back in the second half. Mm-hmm. They I think they did their part. 25 points from Kyler Murray's offense should be enough to win you a game when you have all that talent on offense. That's it's as simple as that for me. Like you're you're not going to you're not gonna shut everybody down. Like you're gonna give up a chunk play to AJ Green. It's just are you going to Surrender them consistently, or are you going to find a way to battle back? And I thought that they did. Amber, thoughts on the defense?
4: I have different thoughts flowing through my mind. One, I think that they played well. It wasn't to the level, because of what Nick mentioned, you know, getting takeaways. But you can't just expect them to get one or two takeaways every single game, week after week. I mean, that was amazing what they've been doing. But I guess what's, like, flowing in my mind right now, it's how – a few weeks ago, you know, everyone's saying how great this defense was, is, whatever, and then saying how, and we talked about it on here, how defenses can win championships and win you games like that. So now I'm like, okay, so what are we saying now? Then, like, where where are the Cowboys standing right now with this kind of defense? Then it's not enough to win you those Playoff games that you need to win. So, I'm just very confused. You I guys were trying to convince me of something else a few weeks ago, and it was all a lie.
2: Exceptional defense wins <laughs> championships. That's the point. Like, if you think about the defenses in the history of the NFL that have won championships because they didn't have a great deal offense, those defenses are like all-world defenses. Like, we're talking about the Baltimore Ravens from 2000. We're talking about the 85 Bears. Like, this defense ain't that let's not let's not confuse them with that those when you say defense wins championships those kind of defenses do In today's NFL, if you've got a good defense like the Cowboys do, you gotta have some offense to offset that. And they don't right now don't have offense.
4: What were they missing on the defensive side of the ball to become those kind of defense?
2: Those kind of defenses had shut down players at every level. Like they had they had pass rushers, you couldn't run against them, you couldn't throw against them. Like those were just and by the way, that Tampa Bay defense from two thousand two, I wanna say it was, Mm. that defense, like they took the ball away at a crazy pace. I wanna say that year and i might be wrong on this i want to say they out and there were some games like in the playoffs or something like that where they outscored the offense uh, it was crazy how good that defense was uh, but that's not the cowboys right now the cowboys are a really good defense they're not they're not all world like historic defense they're just a really good defense and by the way a lot of that is because we are we are basing that off a curve of what they were last year and we're saying my gosh there's so much better well, you this year. They got them
4: breaking records right. too and things like that so I don't
2: I don't get what we're doing here to be honest with you. Like I
3: like the defense looked a lot like what they have been. Like they played a much better team right. and it like I thought they were going to win this game. So I'm not trying to sit here and say I told you so. I'm surprised that they played as poorly as they did. Not necessarily the defense, just the team. But I said this after the Giants game. I was like, this is all well and good, but it won't be Mike Glennon forever. And that's that's what happened. Like they played a better team. I thought they were solid defensively, but not amazing. Right. If they get even a slightly better day from their offense, they yeah. win this game. That is the story. I'm not upset, disappointed or disillusioned with anything that the defense did. Offense didn't pull. No, that, and that,
4: and I agree 100%. My point, where I was getting at, is that with the defense that you have, I guess it's definitely not going to be enough for you unless the offense is doing something as well.
2: More, more likely than not. And yes. By the way, it's not that this offense has to be the best offense in the league. The offense has to just get back to a point where it's playing pretty good. Like right now, they're just getting off the slow starts. They got way too many penalty. I mean, way too many uh, possessions where it's either three and out. Or they they just self destruct. Like the offense has to pull its weight, and this defense is more than capable. As Dave was saying, in this game, this defense was more more than capable of winning this game for them. The offense has to pull their weight, and they're just not doing it right now.
3: Seven points in the first half isn't good enough from yeah. this offense, which is a great segue. We we got to talk about the kicker before this is over, right? Right. I mean, yeah.
2: Let's go. What do we do? I mean, what do they do? Like you, it, he has been he has been probably. One of the most inconsistent players on this team this year. When you look at his overall production all year, there's some games he plays really well. He's made some big kicks for them. He's also missed some kicks where you're just like scratching your head. Like, how do you miss that? What do you do with the kicker position?
5: I don't know. It's I, fu- I said, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I don't do a damn thing. I don't do a damn thing. I just tell him, do what you've done, keep kicking the ball. And why work. is that? Because I don't think there's any options out there. That's I just the don't. Yeah. Anybody that's out there has been cut, has been erratic, has been to the point where they said, you're not good enough. This guy's won an NFC Championship game with a 56-yarder. He's, he's made kicks this year. Uh, yeah, he's, he, missed a, he pulled a 43. He missed a couple of extra points in, in the Meadowlands. It's happening. But I think, for the most part, I don't see anyone that's, that's better. And I, I don't. I mean, who's out there that you can get? If I hear, if I could hear a name, oh, this guy's out there because he was hurt, and the other kicker's good, but he's really good. Well, then I'll listen to it. But I just, I don't know. I mean, and I don't think he's been that inconsistent. I really don't. But I will answer some people. The the name I think a lot of people would
3: bring up is Kai Forbath. The cow the Cowboys brought him here a couple years ago. In Jason Garrett's last year, he didn't miss a kick. Uh, I believe he was cut when the Cowboys signed Greg Zerline. They didn't have a competition. And I think that's my thing. Like Derek always gets mad at me because he wants me to say what I would do versus what I think the team's going to do. But again, what does my opinion matter? Like, Sure, if you're angry with Greg Zerline and you want to cut him and bring Kai Forbath back, that's awesome if you make the decisions. But I think Greg Zerline has... Important sponsors on this team. I think Greg, uh, Greg, I think Mike McCarthy and John Fossil want him here. They trust him. I'm not necessarily saying that I agree with that, but I think that's how they feel. I think I would be very surprised if this close to the postseason, which they're already assured a spot in, they decide to just start over with a new guy. Not when Fossil's worked with Zerline for most of the last decade and on and on and on. And who cares if I disagree if that's what's going to happen you know um, but I've, I have said yesterday for some reason the the extra points don't bother me they never have because I'm just like ah well you know you scored a touchdown anyway you still got six points and if the offense is doing their job you'll score more points but a 43 yard field goal in a dome should just not shouldn't be something that you feel iffy about um, yeah it's it's troubling but I don't think they're going to do anything.
4: Yeah, I don't think there's much you can do at this point of the season. The only thing that you can do is just have your offense play better. That's it. <laughs> play better.
3: I yes, I love that take. I love that take a lot, AG, cuz that and that's it always bothers me when people are like, "Well, the kicker lost in the game if they if they score that field goal then it's 25-25." I'm like You're not wrong, but you're wrong because if the offense plays a better game, then they score more Mm -hmm. points than that. They had so many. That
5: was their first possession of the game, was it not? Well, and so they had. Sorry, Arizona's not going to go for two. You know, at certain times, based off the score, you just can't play that game. No, but but, I mean, yeah, you you missed a field goal in a three-point game. It would have been nice to have. Obviously, would have been nice to have, but you had nine other opportunities to not. Settle for punts and other things. Don't get a penalty with your center, which I don't understand what the call was. But don't get that. I mean, that was a third and four. It turned into a third and nine. And then he missed the kick. Mm. Yay. Yeah, I'm trying to look up right now his field goal percentage. Uh, He is right now 82.4
2: field goal percentage. That's 24th in the NFL. I mean, that's where I know you said
5: you don't think he's been inconsistent. That's where I'm looking like relative to other kickers. Look at 10th. Look at 10th in the league. Because somebody just pointed this out to you. Jake Elliott. What, what's his number? Uh, 90%. What's the 11th guy?
2: The 11th guy is Harrison Baker.
5: Uh, Harrison Butcher. Butker, I'm sorry. Butker. What's he at? 88.5. I was told bad info. <laughs> <You're about> to <laughs> I was going to say, that's, no, that's, well, that's well, about to make a gap. really good point. Cause I know no, you, you no, because like were... the guy on the radio this morning, the guy said uh, something about if he makes one more kick, he's, he's, he's like tied for 11th or something like that.
2: Oh, oh at, maybe so. By the way, these percentage differences – like, that's 80, we were talking about 85%. He's down at 80, yeah. what is it, 82.4%. So it's not a big difference. Yeah. And, but that's also part of it, though. You're talking about relative to the rest of the league, he is the 24th best kicker from a field goal percentage in the NFL. Now, that's 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 kind of troubling. Yeah. You know, that, that you need more production than that out of your kicker. And that's why I say he's inconsistent. Relative to other kickers, by the way, 82%. If either of us go out there and kick at yeah. an 82%, that's great.
5: NFL, that's obviously not very good. You're 24th in the NFL. What, what I'd like to know is, is there a guy sitting on the street right now with a, with a career record that's yeah. better than that and not at, Vanderjack?
2: That's why I said that's, your, that's the best point that I've heard. For everybody out there that wants a different kicker, the question becomes who? Bring some you? What is out there? That's going, that you're going to feel better about whenever you decide you're going to kick. You're going to say, hey, sending this guy out there, we feel good about yeah. this extra point. Like, I don't know that that guy exists on the street right now because if he were that good, that reliable, he probably wouldn't be on the street.
3: I, I, there's no good answer to it. But like I said, I, I, don't, I don't see them making a change. And so I think – which, to be fair to Greg, like he's had – We have to be fair to Greg. I, I would like to try to be like I. I don't like to be the screaming hot <laughs> take, fire everybody guy. <laughs> Typically, when he's had a moment like this, he bounces back. So, like he missed a kick on he missed a kick against Vegas on Thanksgiving. He nailed the next ten after that. So like, can he, we
2: can we sit him this next game? Because I don't want him to have that bounce back game next week. I want him to have that
3: bounce back game in the playoffs. We can get so in. sit him down. Well, we can get into that because I'm sitting We're everybody if it's that. up to me. Yeah, we'll talk about that tomorrow. But. Um, I if mean, it
4: was up to you, what? Nah, eh,
3: don't waste
2: this
4: segment.
3: <laughs> okay, all right, we'll, do we'll that talk about tomorrow. that tomorrow. But when he has struggled, again, he he missed kicks against Tampa. He hits the game winner against the Chargers. He's typically when this happens, he comes back and hits his kick. Yeah. Not saying that should make you feel better,
2: but. I guess it's worth mentioning. Yeah. All right. We appreciate you guys, Giannis. We'll be back tomorrow. We're going to start getting into uh, Cowboys versus uh, uh, Eagles to end the season. Oh, and yeah. Short
4: week. Huh? Yeah, we
2: do have a short week because the game has now been moved. It is now a Saturday night game, which means that we won't be doing a show on Friday because these guys will be traveling on Friday to get to Philadelphia, maybe. Oh, is that happening? I thought maybe. we were doing this all at once. Maybe actually, you know something. We might actually, if you guys are leaving Saturday, we might still be able to do our Friday show.
3: My flight, until otherwise notified, I'm thought I was leaving at eight a.m. Saturday.
5: Yeah, so we might actually be able to do that. We'll see. Yeah, Saturday Let's afternoon. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna be like Saturday take, morning. Taking an Uber, like straight right to the, the, game. the game. I've done that before. I'm gonna go. Not fun at, at that stadium.
3: Airport. gyms, cheese steaks. Game. Just do it all in
5: a row. Just get it all it's out. It's actually the way. a win. I, that sounds really good. All right. You don't we'll have go. to do it all. I think your your flight didn't go back till Monday, so you might be a resident. Oh, you boy. could wait and do it sometime in the day,
2: Sunday. You got time.
3: I've still got a hotel, right? Like, well, we're going to talk about We'll figure it out. It we're having these conversations we'll live on the air. Yeah. All it. right.
2: We appreciate you guys, Jones. We'll be back tomorrow for Nick Eaton, Dave Helm, and Amber Garcia. I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break Live on DallasCowboys.com Radio.